this podcast is created on Awabikul and Waramai land. We pay our respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Welcome into the realm of sluts and blood magic, where we work together to have more fulfilling and pleasurable relationships, sex lives and menstrual cycles. I'm your host, Jem Campbell, a sexologist, dietitian, nutritionist, period empowerment guide and menstrual blood witch. Let's get into this week's episode. I also want to chat about my upcoming mastermind, Free Your Flaps. Free Your Flaps is for vulva owners who have struggled with the appearance of their vulva and mostly with confidence in having sexual experiences due to how their vulva looks. It's going to be a two-hour workshop that runs from 11am to 1pm on the 15th of March and that is Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, so essentially Sydney time. If you're interested in learning more and have struggled with loving how your vulva looks, in particular your labia minora, which is your inner flaps, then I really encourage you to have a look on my website and on my Instagram at the conversations that I've been having around the Free Your Flaps movement that I have started. Tickets are now live and you can purchase yours via the link in my show notes. Can't wait to see you there. If you're interested in sex coaching with me, I am offering 50% off for the first five people to book a sex coaching session with me. You can head to my website and use the code 50-OFF, that's 50-OFF in capitals, to get 50% off your initial sex coaching session with me. And remember, if you don't live local to Newcastle, Australia, I do offer Zoom sessions. Check out the links in the show notes. I'm also hosting a patriarchal rage full moon circle gathering here in Cahaiba, New South Wales, on Sunday, the 5th of March, at 12pm to 2pm. You can purchase a ticket to the event using the link in the show notes. The purpose of this circle is to allow space to release all of the patriarchal rage that we've been holding in our bodies. This might be rage as someone who's hurt you, rage at the patriarchy as a whole, or rage at internalized misogyny. It can be any of these things. And we're going to do a burning ceremony, some vulnerable shares, breathwork, ecstatic dance, as well as a cord cutting ritual. This is an event that you don't want to miss. Keep in mind, this is an in-person event. Tell your friends, bring your partners, bring your siblings, anyone who you feel needs a little bit of healing. I'm so excited to see some of you there. Now we can get into the episode. We have some trigger warnings for this episode. We recommend you give this episode a miss if mentions of suicidal ideation, sexual assault or loss of a loved one are triggering for you right now. In this week's episode, Ace and I chat briefly about chronic pain, issues we have with new age spirituality, 
self-discipline, what it means to us and how to reframe self-discipline in a helpful way, how to reparent yourself and how partners can also reparent you when you have a loud inner critic, the importance of language in disability and chronic illness, what PMDD and PME are, how to look for the signs of PME and PMDD and where to seek support, my personal experience living with these disorders, premenstrual rage and why it's for all menstruators, potentially harmful comments from alternative health professionals, dark night of the soul, spirit guides and God, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, our thoughts and losing a loved one and grief. And chronic pain is not understood. I think people, you know, when we say chronic pain, people think it's just like a tight muscle or something mm. that like that needs to just be massaged or stretched or yeah. something. And it can be related to that, yeah. right? But like it's your brain being sensitive to a previous mm-hmm. injury or something, right? Yeah. It thinks that a part of your body that has healed is still injured. So it's it's actually a really difficult thing to recover from. Yeah. And a lot of people end up just living with it their whole mm. lives and managing it as yeah, best they exactly. can. It's about management, not healing. And I think that's where the problem is in like the new age spiritual community. There's so much focus on healing that you have to be constantly transcending something. It's like, no, you can plateau. Sometimes you can like, you know, you don't have to be actively feeling yourself transcend every day. Like there's so much pressure. And then as soon as you have a bad day, you're like, oh my God, I'm a failure. I'm not, I'm not healing today like what a waste of a day it's Mm. like no just chill out man (laughs) literally yeah I was gonna say before um I think it's kind of ironic how in the spiritual community like people go on about like being relaxed and chill and like easy feminine flow and then they're like but discipline do your morning practice like you know that Mm. kind of like it doesn't really make sense to me Mm. because I'm like you want people to like feel ease and softness but yet you want people to beat themselves up when they're not doing Mm. their morning practice or their gratitude journaling yeah like that just kind of doesn't make sense yeah to me and I yeah the word discipline I have a funny relationship with it Mm, I don't really relate to it at all. Like it hasn't helped yeah. me Yeah, I've tried a little bit to embrace it and call it like, this might sound a bit silly to some people, but like divine discipline as in like, you know, discipline that is like really serving me and also mm. others around me. So like for my business, it's kind of one of my pillars is like discipline as in like in a softer way, like as in having boundaries and, and mm. things like that. But Sometimes, like, in some contexts, the word discipline can feel a bit icky. Like an authoritative parent type. Yeah. Actually, the way I started reframing discipline is um, instead of, yeah, instead of thinking of the word discipline, I'd think, okay, I'm struggling right now. What what would my healthy adult self do? What would my higher, like, the spiritual people might call it higher self. I'd personally yeah. like, you know, healthy adult or, like, healed yeah yeah, yeah. most healed self yeah I'd be like okay I'm feeling my inner child right now what can I do to take care of my inner child and that's kind of how I've reframed discipline and that feels more like it's coming from a caring space and it's like actually like Mm. it's more motivating because I'm like Mm. reframing it as caring for my inner child doing something that will help them in the long run not so much beating myself up to get something done you know yeah yeah I like that it's really cool yeah 
like if I can't get out of bed one day to get water and I'm dehydrated because I'm so depressed I'm not going to be like you're so fucking lazy like yeah rah 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 and now I just well I don't always get this because sometimes we regress and we beat ourselves up but now I just try and be like okay honey you just you just need some water right now you don't have to get up and clean the house or like get your shit together you just need to get up and grab some water for your body yeah like yeah and then I get up and I just do that and I go straight back to bed and that's it like yeah yeah and I Mm -hmm. find that more helpful and then sometimes you might get up and find okay I'm up now I can do now I can clean the house like you know Mm -hmm. when it's like coming from a more gentle place yeah that's really beautiful yeah just being yeah talking to your like little inner child Mm. like how you wanted your parent to talk to you exactly if your parents weren't nice to you when you were kids or or didn't talk to you in a in a healthy way yeah like reparenting yourself in that way yeah 100% it's really cute and wholesome and I've started doing that a lot more too um and even like to bring relationships into this conversation like even your partner's you know um like kind of reparenting you as well or mm-hmm. like your the people around you like your your close friends and yeah. family um can also help that process if your inner critic is quite loud mm-hmm. you know like um my partner for example will like I'll have fucking some kind of PMDD episode or something and I'll like go off my nut at either myself or them like the other day in the Mm. kitchen I was just so pissed at myself I was like fucking idiot like I was just talking to myself like shit like I don't usually really do that yeah as like especially not out loud (laughs) um and Brody was like no you're not like you're you're cutie like you're beautiful and just like I I can't remember exactly what they said but they Mm. like came over to me like don't like don't talk to yourself like that and they like held me Mm. in that moment and I was like yeah you're right don't hate myself Mm. and they were like (laughs) they were like I want you to tell yourself that you love yourself and I was like really stubborn then I was like love myself it's like what you said to me in the kitchen today I was like I've been really scattered lately and I was like so annoyed that I'd like lost something and I was like you fucking idiot like I fucking hate myself and you were like you can't say that because we're the same person and if you hate yourself you hate me and I was like true <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that's so beautiful also for my listeners if you don't know PMDD stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder mm-hmm. which is something that Jem su- suffers from as, mm-hmm. uh, as well as PME which is premenstrual exacerbation mm-hmm. which I guess we won't get into now but you can look yeah. into that if you don't know what it is but mm-hmm. it's like um you can explain if you want if you'd like to yeah sure so just with your language like I've actually tried to reframe the saying S- like suffered suffers. I knew as yeah. soon as I said it like yeah, yeah it, it sure. really makes a big difference I think language is really important as you know cliche as that sounds like it is Mm. um and I think especially with something that's so cyclical and so recurrent like every month you know Mm. separating it from yourself and like also not like I don't know some people might like to say I suffer but I think it's almost like a bit of a like victim mentality kind of thing that like I personally yeah don't doesn't sit with me well and I like to say that I live with PMDD or that sounds so much nicer yeah Yeah. it kind of does it kind of takes the (laughs) it kind of takes the yuck out of it chuck Mm. some yum in there (laughs) no not really no it's not it's not fucking (laughs) yummy at all mate (laughs) anyway PMDD uh this this episode's gonna be on ACEs podcast as well but I actually haven't talked to my listeners about PMDD yet 
which I might have mentioned mm. it. PMDD is premenstrual dysphoric disorder and it's basically, um, well, the common symptoms off the top of my head I think are like pretty violent mood swings, uh, insomnia, dissociation, um, just out of character kind of behaviour. Uh, a lot of anxiety, uh, depressive episodes, suicidal ideation um, are common things. I, I, that's probably not all of them. But mm. um, I don't typically experience personally like suicidal ideation outside of this part of my cycle. So PMDD, usually like the onset of symptoms happen, you know, luteal phase. So that's your premenstrual phase of your cycle. So that's you know, just after you've ovulated um, and up until you bleed, which can be, you know, up to like how long, like a week, sometimes over a week, mm. um, depending on the length of your cycle and all that jazz. And then it can actually, the symptoms can actually go into your bleed as well. So when I first started noticing this pattern a couple of years ago, uh it actually wouldn't go into my bleed. So day one of my bleed, I would wake up and feel amazing and be like, oh, it's gone. But now I get it from about day probably 26, 28. So kind of the, the second half of my of my luteal phase all the way through my bleed, which goes for seven days, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to get my bleed down to more like three, you know, five days, but it just won't budge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah, that's it can, you know, go for an extended period of time and it can be really rough. Um, it can really damage relationship relationships if it's mm. not damaged so if it's not <laughs> if it's not managed well. Um, dyslexic brain. And uh it can be really rough on partners, especially if you're living with, you know, partners mm. and, and things and it can it can make you look like you're an absolute I'm just going to use the word like psycho bitch. Mm. People like if, if people don't know what's going on, they will think you've lost it. Yeah. Like you can have rage, yeah. huge like rate periods of rage, yeah. like over the smallest things that you normally wouldn't. Mm. It can really kind of alter your personality in a way mm. for that so period tough. of time because your hormones make up who you are. Mm. So if you're, if your brain's reacting, you know, PMDD is basically your brain being really sensitive and reacting quite uh what's the word like i guess intensely to the drop in estrogen and the slight Mm. kind of rise of progesterone um and it kind of like flips and it's like whoa that's a big change and it kind of just like Mm. throws everything off um because from yeah i don't know if this is correct but from my understanding like the reason it's got dysphoric in it is because it kind of like it isn't you like it's actually yeah. like an altered like because yeah. PME is premenstrual exacerbation so it just exacerbates c- conditions that you already yeah. live with yeah but then from my understanding PMDD is more like that brain reacting to the change in hormones creates all new symptoms that you don't have yes, outside of that. that's exactly right, right. which yep. can be is why it's so jarring for like people around you because you're like that like yeah the, the shift is so like dramatic or like, yeah 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 because people might say that's you're so out of character right now like or you know you're acting like such a bitch right now like this isn't like you and people might get a bit confused Mm. so yeah if if you do notice you know start tracking your cycle if you do find that 
for certain periods of time you feel really far from yourself mm. and it doesn't make sense mm. make sure you track your cycle um yeah I have some tips I have like a period self-care guide that actually has some tips for that kind of thing and I probably am going to do some kind of like PMDD PME tracking thing mm. but um that's the then chat to you like your doctor your psychiatrist all those things yeah um this is kind of a random tangent but important so important because people just think like people get they're like oh you're just on your period you're a bit grumpy you're just like moody it's Mm, like mm. no this is like someone's actual brain chemistry chemistry or whatever it is like yeah and that's even something that i'm still trying to unlearn like being around you and seeing like what you go through i still have that internalized like voice in my brain of men being like oh you're just being moody like yeah people are just moody on their periods mm. and like even for me just learning that like no this is as serious as when say someone with bpd splits like they can't help it and it's the same as that for yeah. you like you like this is not a choice it's not someone being dramatic like this is yeah you know what i mean mm. like and it's still something that do you still experience like having to unlearn that as well like do you kind of invalidate yourself being like I think I did in the beginning in the beginning and now you understand it's like yeah I think I was really confused um I was living with two of my close friends and I think they were very confused Mm. because they had known me for several years and I only started getting PMDD symptoms and PME when I was living with them Mm. and I think they were like what the fuck and they didn't have very good communication skills so I don't think they knew how to like ask me what was wrong Mm -hmm. I think they honestly just thought I was being a bitch and I think they kind of took it personally Mm. whereas like they really should have probably sat down with me and like Mm. and I I explained to them I think what was going on but I would have periods this is before I met Brody my partner I would like literally just wake up one day this is before I knew what it was And I've had mental illness for many, many years, right? So I was used to having episodes or periods of, you know, Mm. struggle. Yeah. Um, But this was really bad. And I I would just wake up one day feeling really suicidal Mm. for no reason. Like I'd be going pretty well, like everything was reasonably okay. And I was so confused. When you don't know why you're suicidal, it's really scary Mm. because you're like, when's it going to go away? When's it going to – like what's happening? When you don't understand that you have PMDD or PME, you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, Especially when everything's going pretty good in your life. Yeah, because you're like, what can I change to change Yeah, you're like, like, what? Um, So I would literally like like crumble in a ball on my floor and just like cry and just like rock for like a whole day sometimes and barely be able to feed myself. Mm. And like I was – my housemates might have been like at work or something, but I don't think like – I was probably too embarrassed to like talk to them about it because they Mm. weren't necessarily really super supportive with mental health stuff, to be honest, for the most part. And one day I remember going into the bath because we had this big bath and I just like laid in there and I was like it was the only thing that I could think to do besides laying on my floor mm. it was the only thing I could do and I was just like trying to like find some kind of bliss or peacefulness or just pleasure mm. like I was trying to pull myself out of this suicidal ideation and I couldn't mm. I was stuck I felt so trapped in it and I didn't have anyone to validate me. No one knew what the fuck was going on. Mm. I was so, like, inside myself. I felt like 
I honestly felt like I was dying, but mm. I wasn't. Yeah. It was really weird. And I remember walking out of the bath and I like couldn't even like <laughs> like like try and uh I guess <clears throat> make myself look presentable or like mm. nothing was going on. Cause you know when you're in that state you don't want to draw attention to yourself. Yeah. Sometimes you kinda of just wanna be like alone. And I walked out of the bathroom, my housemates were in the kitchen. I was just like sobbing with this towel on and I was just like I just could not move and my housemates just had to come and like literally hold me up and like hug me because I was like so fucked and I was like I don't know what's wrong like and I never cried to them about shit because I knew they didn't get Mm. it and I was just like I'm so suicidal like I just want to die like it was really bad and so yeah that's (laughs) extreme but like if you like feel yeah if you have any of those symptoms please Mm. like get help or like you can literally send me an email or ace an email and ace can like send you to me or whatever um because uh yeah i'm happy to like discuss with you like what you know treatment options there are because there actually hasn't been a lot of research done on pmdd and pme especially compared to like other mental illnesses because mm. they are like like they're technically a premenstrual like disorder but they really are like mental illnesses yeah. unless not maybe not always PME because PME can actually exacerbate diabetes or mm. other things. And that's not obviously yeah. not a mental illness. Um, but yeah, they really should be. I think that the PMDD might be in the DSM. I'm not sure. Anyway, that's it's a tangent. Just but, like the leftovers yeah. of that, that hyster- hysteria yeah. thing and like, yeah, imagine like all, all, all the is. poor women back in the day and mm. Volvo owners who were just like chucked in the fucking psych, yeah. put on medi- their brains zapped yeah. till they're like literally, for lack of a better word, a vegetable. Yeah, they're just like brain dead. Yeah, brain dead, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's like anything related to the menstrual cycle is just labeled hysterical or dramatic, and like yeah, yeah, and it's fucking not, and like. <clears throat> you know, like premenstrual rage isn't exclusively for people with PMDD or PME. I just want to say that, like, you know, it's okay even if you don't have those conditions to sometimes have a day where you just feel like rage because you mm. might have like you might be processing some grief. Or you might be angry, maybe you've just gone through a breakup or someone's like, I don't know, maybe there's, you know, you've experienced like sexual assault or like something and you might just have some like shit come up Mm. and that's okay. Like you don't have, like, it's not only like people like me who have PMDD who experience rage in that time Mm. and you might not, but if you do have a day where you just feel like really angry during your luteal phase or during your bleed, like just let it out, just accept that like stuff does surface generally during that time mm. because the veil so to speak is like a bit thinner yeah um sure. and you're a bit more <clears throat> connected if you're a spiritual person you're a little bit mm. more connected to your higher self or like you said your healthier yeah. adult self um <coughs> your intuition sure. is a bit more as, turned on yeah. yeah as much as we're ripping into like sp- we're not ripping into spirituality we're, we're ripping into the like toxic spirituality the to- yeah the unhealthy spirituality because like we're both spiritual people in yeah. like different the same in different and different ways um and i feel like all the premenstrual stuff also ties in with the spirituality chat because you've you probably have experienced this way more than me is like the pressure because it's so binary and it's like the feminine the masculine like connect to your womb connect to your femininity there's a lot of pressure for your bleed to be seen as like beautiful and sacred 
which, yeah. you know, when you have a premenstrual disorder, you might not necessarily always feel like that. You might, you know, have negative or like, you know, you might feel so angry towards your period or like dread it. And that's okay as well. Like, Especially people with like endo and stuff too. Yeah, you have exactly. a lot of pain or like PCOS, like different things that yeah. involve like those organs. I might have a really difficult relationship mm. with with their period and with yeah. their menstrual cycle. And I just want to acknowledge that. I'm not saying like with my with my period empowerment stuff and everything like I have had people DM me in the past and I first started doing it not understanding the nuance in like the things I was talking about but they'd be like um I had someone message me once and be like I have endo like you can't expect everyone to like love their period and I'm like that's not like what I'm saying at all Mm. like I'm not saying that you have to like everyone has to love their period and like I think just to like look at this from a I guess a, a spiritual or like a, a a kind of perspective where like my soul like because I believe my my soul chose this vessel to you know whatever to mm-hmm. experience this world in this way this from this perspective and I think like I have been put through <laughs> PMDD and PME not the only reason it's obviously my biology and physiology as well mm-hmm. but like from a spiritual perspective that I've been put through this so that I can understand that perspective because I've always had such a great relationship with my period, mm. like and my menstrual cycle as a whole. Like I've always felt very like connected to it, not when I was a teenager because I was like very shameful and embarrassed. Mm. But as I got older and I moved and I started maturing and stuff, I was like, oh, I actually really like bleeding. Mm. I feel really good and like I don't like being on con- like hormonal contraceptives because I feel disconnected from my body and I don't shame anyone who chooses to do that but for me personally I I just felt weird when I was on it mm. and then to suddenly start developing like premenstrual disorders mm. and to have those symptoms start leaking into my period was really sad mm. and I had to grieve that and I had to like grieve the relationship I used to have with my period mm. and I still love it but it's hard it's hard it's been yeah. hard to get to this point where I love yeah. it again and that really shows yeah. that like spirituality <clears throat> isn't a cure because you were so connected to your bleed and you were so like you know yeah. what I mean for this to happen to you of all people who's so yeah. outspoken about yeah right how like it just really shows that like we yeah. don't choose this stuff like a positive mindset can't fix everything like no like yeah. it's literally it's because my brain is sensitive to hormonal mm. changes it's because probably related to complex PTSD mm. that there, there's not enough research on that shit yeah like I said earlier women were only included in research studies from 1993 or some it's shit crazy. that's like 20. 30 years ago yeah it's not that long so ago recent. especially for long-term yeah like studies and and exactly. trials and stuff to come to come out so you know like <clears throat> I think you know it's important to yeah just be aware that like you know you don't always have to love your period or like your cycle or whatever but you can love it as much as you can mm. given your circumstances and like if you're hating it right now, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to love it all the time. You have to like do blood rituals. And like, I've, I've actually been going through this whole thing of like, I'm not really enjoying blood ritual as much as I used to because like my blood has been really stinky. <laughs> it's like actually been really, really smelly. And I don't, my acupuncturist told me, well, one of my new acupuncturists told me that it could be my body like detoxing. But I was like, 
I think it's probably just like there's something not right in there. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know about the yeah. detoxing thing, babe, That's but um, thing, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what do you mean detoxing, purifying? Like, maybe maybe that's what's happening but it could also be that like my ph is off Mm. or there's something going on in there it can actually indicate like cervical like cancer i googled it Mm. if your period blood smells like a dead animal which mine has sometimes it can actually mean you have like something going on bad in there and then these spiritual people i'm not you know trying to attack this acupuncturist or whatever but like spiritual people who say shit like that Mm. without explaining that it could be something else as well when you're just saying like it's detoxing i could if i was like quite gullible or Mm. i don't know naive like i didn't really know much about or if you're desperate for an explanation like if you're so really young people or just anyone yeah yeah, who's like after you've been through everything we've been through you want to cling to those things like yeah exactly and someone could have been like oh yeah it's just detoxing no worries and they could have found they could have cancer or or something or something going on Mm. i don't know i just read that on google like i don't know if that's like yeah anyway um talk to like if your period blood smells like really bad talk to a doctor please yeah. and probably a gynecologist or someone who actually specializes in in that mm. area of things but yeah and I'm definitely going to talk to a gynecologist about it for sure but to have someone tell you like it's just your body detoxing it's like babe my body is detoxing like that my liver is, yeah. like they just like they don't even know that the liver exists like <laughs> but how is how is that coming out of how is that coming out of my uterus? Exactly. That's from like, the liver. I'd like to see some science, please. Like, is it? Is, can you show me some studies like, on that? Like, yeah. It's similar to like when people say you like you go to see like an alternative, um, you know, spiritual health person, whatever they identify as, like what label, but they might be like, like you could be like literally suicidal at your worst and they'll be like oh you're just this is from like your past lives like it's you're meant to this is part of your journey like and if that helps you all well and good but if someone is like in desperate need of like like if they if this is like a medical emergency in terms of like their safety like don't just tell them this is part of their journey and that they need to like <laughs> yeah you know they're literally I mean? gonna go and like, hang themselves yeah, like exactly. the next day like like bro need to like take that seriously and like you know give them hope that it oh i don't know it's just like I, it's, in the i'm always in two minds like, about this stuff because i'm like i know me too you know it's it's like, so difficult and i think all it, yeah. all it matters is what's helpful at that time like just use what's helpful but like don't yeah. force thing like i don't know no, yeah. just if it's if it's a crisis moment like that or even if it's like coming up like you know kind of like going towards a crisis moment of like someone's safety being really like at risk don't fucking yeah say shit like in this detoxing or it's just like your path it's just yeah. spiritual path or yeah. like what like whatever like or even like you know the whole, <laughs> like i actually kind of believe in like the dark night of the soul thing of like you know when you think you've hit rock bottom but then you really hit rock bottom it's like kind of you have to feel that rock bottom before you can you know, to, it forces you to acknowledge your shit so then you can move forward. Like, in uh, hindsight, yes, I kind of believe in that. Yeah, me too. I have seen that in me, but, like, at the time, hearing that didn't help at all. Like... Yeah. 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 
it's like okay i'm in Not the dark night of the soul the and i'm gonna transcend but like i want that place. to fucking die right now like how is that helping me yeah <laughs> like, yeah exactly it's, no, it's like like yeah. when you're in when you're in that immense suffering and pain like when i was in this period mm-hmm. of like these migraines i'm just like it felt endless yeah and i'm like exactly. how is this what is this teaching me i'm literally yeah. talking to my guides or like at to god to the universe literally out loud like laying on the floor what the fuck are you yeah. trying to show me? Like, what is this? And I got nothing. Yeah. And I'm quite connected, like, spiritually. Mm. And I feel like it's because they're just like, Meh. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think they – sometimes – and this is – I'm actually just, like, realising this as I'm talking, right, by the way. Mm. Like, I've been trying to understand this. But I actually think it's just that they don't know. Like, your, your guides, like, if you believe you have spirit guides or, you know, spirits around you guiding you or whatever, they don't maybe always know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, they might generally know, like, you know, what's, like, going to happen in your future or, like, guide you in certain ways or, or whatever or try and, like, support you through this, like, human experience. But sometimes they might not fucking understand, like, mm. how to help you. Yeah. Because you're in a human vessel, you're not a spirit. Yeah. You're not just like a, a, a little spirit ball or whatever exactly. the fuck they are floating around. Yeah. You're a literal like you have flesh and bone and like tissue and like, you know, mm-hmm. like stuff that can like decay and go bad. Like you might have like, you know, some illness like in inside- Do you know what I mean? Mm, like yeah. there's all these other things like they, they can't, they don't it's have like, x-ray vision. Yeah, it's I don't like think. we assume like <clears throat> there's no um, definitions that come with it. People like be like your spirit guides, like. It's like, okay, are they actively doing this for me, to me? Are they like, do they know what I'm going through right now? Or do they just know my future? Like, exactly. There's no like yeah, explanation. You can really so spiral. Like, like It's if- exactly like Christianity too. People will be like, okay, like, but this was part of God's plan. God knows God's smarter than everyone. But then it's like, okay, but like, what if a child dies from a horrible illness and like their family is just fucked from it? For, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't say that in that moment, like, yeah. And like wars and like you can't just be like this is part of God's plan. This like, is meant to happen. Yeah, yeah, just like learn from it. Like I fucking hate that like um what doesn't kill you makes you stronger bullshit. Like I yeah. or like I've had people say like after like losing people in a really traumatic way, people will be like, you know, it was their time to go or like they're with God now, it's okay, or like yeah, this is gonna like look how strong you are now you're so resilient now it's like i'm not resilient i'm fucked yeah like yeah yes i'm still alive but i'm not having a good time like exactly (laughs) and i guess like if if someone's obviously this goes without saying but like if if someone's suffering greatly and you're like not pleased (laughs) but like you're happier that they're like you're happy that they're like out of suffering they're not suffering pain anymore Mm. that's like totally understandable Mm. but like what you're saying is like if someone just like dies like all of a sudden or you know Mm. they weren't suffering immensely and they just die and they still had like life to live and exactly then yeah just to like clarify so people don't think we're like yeah and it can fluctuate too like some days i am like oh wow i see how much i've learned from this experience and i can like you know, help now I help other people like work through grief or like yeah. help my friends who are going through grief. And then the next day I'll be like, this is fucked. There's no reason for this. Yeah. I this. Like, and you're allowed, again, it's just that nuance. You're allowed to switch between things. Like, and if like, say someone is suffering and they pass away and you're just personally, you're just happy that they're out of pain. 
that doesn't mean that the person sitting next to you feels that way. Like, don't just, if they're like distraught, don't be like, oh, but they're out of pain now, so it's fine. Like, that's not helping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Individual. Yeah. 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 I've kind of been. It's a deep topic. (laughs) Oh, I know. I I remember at the start when I was like, we're not going to be deep. Like, we're not going to go deep. Absolutely. I love it it too. Um, I was just going to say, like, yeah, because Mike, my, are you okay talking about my grandma? My um my grandma is like ninety four, and my yeah and I feel like I've actually been feeling like a bit um like that feeling of um just like like I don't know how to say it like like I want her to die like no 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 not in a fucked yeah. up way not in a fucked up way like as in she just doesn't seem. Like, she's not very present. Like, she doesn't mm. seem very, like, she's just sitting around, like, not doing anything. Mm. And, like, part of me is, like, I just want it to be over because mm. I'm, like, really anticipating the aftermath of her death. Yeah. And then I can imagine my pa, on the other hand, mm. like, her husband is, like, real, like, not wanting that to happen. He's, like, yeah. the opposite of me because he literally lives with her and looks after her and has yeah. been in love with her for fucking, like, 60 fucking years or some yeah. shit that's a com- two completely different experiences exactly. and i think that's really important like it's like anything like that was a bit of a deep example but like it's like anything in life like you can't just expect the person yeah next to you to mm. have the same experience or be going through the same i guess stage of grief or mm. or whatever at the same time that just really are you done Sorry. yeah that just really reminded me of something that happened when i was back in Dubbo like looking after my grandma when she was about to pass recently and for for like the last week or so she was in a fair bit of pain and she like she's a really tough person she doesn't voice her pain so when she does you know it's like really bad yeah and the nurses so the nurses weren't really taking it that seriously and the doctors weren't taking it that seriously and we wanted them to up her like pain medication which essentially knocked her out so we knew that this would be like also trigger warning for like you know, I'll do heaps of trigger warnings yeah. yeah um so we knew that this would like keep her unconscious and that you know that's yeah. a, basically she has passed you know yeah. she's not talking to us and as her family we were okay with that we just didn't want her to be in pain yeah but this doctor came in who we've our families worked with him and his wife who's also a doctor for decades like yeah we know them really well um they're Egyptian and they're Christian and I can't remember which oh are they Christian I'm pretty sure they're Christian um I can't remember which like denomination of Christianity but essentially he doesn't at all believe in euthanasia he believes in like healing and doing all you can and not and not um prematurely ending someone's life and we found this out because he came to do the rounds and he was talking to us about like her pain management and we were like she needs more pain medication and we kind of got in this little like it wasn't really a debate we were discussing like the ethics of it and he was like he doesn't actually usually do um what's it called palliative care he was just doing it as a favor to our family because we knew right. him. so he's not used to this job and he was just like he was like you know I don't like this I don't enjoy this as a doctor like I believe in healing and 
keeping people alive and making things. Yes, yeah, not your fucking family member. Yeah, though, dog. it's like this. <laughs> what? Like my dad is pushing her your own son. beliefs on. Like, yeah. Do you think we, as her family, who are clearly distraught, want? You Do know, you think we want her to die? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it was so unhelpful in that moment. It's like we don't give a shit what you like. That is like you're here to do a job. Like uh, shut the fuck up. Yuck. And I just had to hold in my rage because, and he's clearly in that moment that just tells me you have no idea what it's like to be in chronic pain because as someone who suffered through chronic pain, you would never push that belief yeah. on anyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I didn't know what my grandma was experiencing, but I know what it's like to be in incredible pain. Yes. Or like that's empathy. Yeah, exactly. Because you've experienced that. It gives yeah. you like that extra layer of compassion, mm. I suppose. Mm, for sure. But even, but even if you like, haven't experienced that level of pain, you can still have that level of compassion. Yeah. And like not right. again. It's just he was pushing his yeah. beliefs on us as her family, yes. and that was it happens really so much difficult. with like spiritual people, doesn't mm. it? Pushing their shit on others, mm. especially in that situation. How can you live with yourself? Like I would feel so embarrassed if I did something like that. If I, just I think they're so deep in their own religion that they just can't understand other people's perspectives. Mm. And like I have no problem with people being religious, but when it's literally a life or death situation, someone is in that much pain, like just you do you're here to do your job you're not like he was in his mind he was seeing keeping her unconscious as like a form of the a form of euthanasia and he was like that goes against my morals as like a doctor and a your morals because this is your grandma dog what yeah (laughs) and it's like he needs to be unconscious like that's part of your that's part of palliative care it's a natural process but he was like stressed about his own morals like i don't want to like prematurely do this because he like, couldn't live with himself if he did that or some shit like do you need to like, go and repent now like do you need to go and like cry to your priest uh, sorry yeah. <laughs> and i'm like sorry that you're upset right now babe like yes yeah, yeah don't worry about us you. Like, if you weren't ready if you knew you couldn't handle this job don't fucking take it on as a favor to us like let someone experience do it you know what i yeah, mean like yeah yes, yes it's nice to have someone we know but like it's like doing a nice favor, but actually not understanding the capacity. Like the again, need like not to knowing your that. own boundaries and capacity. Yes, like, that's yeah. really poor boundary setting for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's anyway, really silly. It's a really good conversation. Yeah, there's so many covered so many topics. So many topics that actually relate to this. I didn't think of. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Blood Slut. I hope you found it valuable. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode, and give us a rate or review on your favorite podcasting app. Next week, we've got Ace on again, chatting all about religion and spirituality or mental illness and harmful beliefs, narcissism in the spiritual community, the ego of spiritual cis men, the importance of self-awareness when you have narcissistic traits, and our personal experiences with toxic spiritual men. So I hope you're following along. Feedback is always welcome. You can email me, gem at imawildgem.com is my email address, and you can check website imawildgem.com you can also dm me on instagram at the blood slut that's at t-h-e-b-l-o-o-d-s-l-u-t i'll see you next week oh and remember to sign up for the free your flaps workshop make sure you grab a ticket 